Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I can tell you This is the Final Word World Cup Daily Day 25 Brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City Jeff Lemon and Daniel Norcross, our guest host on the show today in Durham, Charlotte We were watching a game where, like now, luck now. England, India, tell me about it all in 30 seconds. Well, England were surely going to beat India, weren't they? Because they were so absolutely dreadful that this would be exactly the thing they would do. And obviously it looked like they were going to do that when they reduced India to not very many for quite a few. Ultimately, bowling them out, not quite. They're hitting the ninth wicket off the last ball for 229. A fine knock from Rohit Sharma and some pretty decent hitting from Sky at the end. Gave India a total that felt like not enough. But when England started batting, they started batting rather well for a very short period of time before they collapsed quite hideously, including the worst shot I have ever seen since Shannon Gabriel. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Mercifully, England lost by around 100 runs. And we're going to talk all about that right now. A hundred and one run defeat in the end? What was it? They, they made 230 and were bowled out for 129. So, I mean... Goodness me, How, when you see that you're chasing 230, you think, well, A, you should get it, and B, if you don't get it, well, at least you're going to get pretty close to getting it. Um, it, it was. It, I know England have been terrible, and, and but I still haven't quite come to terms with the fact that they've been that terrible, because when you read that team sheet, you think, well, there are at least seven and maybe nine and sometimes 11 people on that team sheet who can at least bat, even if the bowling wasn't great. And on a day when the bowling was pretty good, particularly Chris Wokes, who bounced back well after being smashed around in a few earlier games you thought well that surely they have to do this surely this is there is there is a moral imperative to do this and yet they did not do it well once again they failed to bat 35 overs and i suppose that's not going to help a great deal uh, joss butler said afterwards that it was the same old story and i love joss as people will know but it the thing is it wasn't the same old story and that's why it's so completely perplexing the same old story for this team is that their batting has taken odi cricket into another realm and other teams in this competition have sort of run with that baton and are scoring over 300 regularly we've seen scores of in excess of 400 399 weirdly twice when On each occasion, it could have been more. And yet England have been epically abysmal with the bat. And today was... I I slightly disagree with what you said about getting close. I think you either get that or... I'm going to say something really profound here. You don't get that. But, but, you know, you get bowled out. Because it was a target, 220, that in 50 overs... You know, we saw how India managed that chase against India when they were two for three. 
And because the chase was still only 220, that's well within the bounds of possibility. But um, there wasn't a single partnership of note. And yet they did this trick that England have really mastered in this World Cup, which is nearly all of their players got to double figures. You remember they did it against New Zealand when all 11 did it, broke a world record. There were moral victors in that game. Yep. I mean, not a single New Zealander got double figures in that match. Uh, England had 11 of them. On this occasion, eight of them got to double figures, but they still only mustered yeah. 129 runs, which yep. is, I mean, you almost can't do that. And, and, it, and it's it's right. It's it's difficult logistically to figure out how to do that and still lose a game. And it's not just that it's been like they've lost games in every conceivable way. If if you <laughs> run through them, so against New Zealand they make a reasonable score, and then the bowling's completely toothless, and New Zealand chase at one wicket down. Uh, Bangladesh is the game they win where they bat well enough that the bowling doesn't matter at that point because they've made such a big score. Afghanistan they bowl reasonably, you know, two eighty. That's a, a, an okay On that score pitch. to hold someone to. On that pitch at Delhi, which was you know that was a. Three 350 plus pitch 280 felt like that was going to be a cakewalk yeah. so that's just a shithouse run chase and, and they botched that against South Africa they bowl horribly so by the time they come to bat it doesn't really matter because they're so exhausted and they've conceded 400 and against Sri Lanka they bat so horribly that they have no chance to defend it with the ball um, and here they bowl well and bat terribly but this is the it feels like the only game where they did one of the things actually really quite well and then the other one didn't come to the party but they've managed to lose games in every conceivable way and we haven't actually touched on India yet which we probably should but, but I think there will be a degree of, of sort of autopsy, morbid curiosity in England tonight of all nights when, okay, they were pretty much done and dusted and out of the competition, but they had a game that they could have won rather than all the ones that they couldn't have won. Yeah, look, I mean, they are 360 degree shit, aren't they? Which is, t- take some doing. <laughs> They're the A.B. de Villiers of shit. <laughs> they, they really have been. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's, you've just, you've gone through it. It's, it's every single conceivable way of being abysmal they have done, which is that much more confounding. And it's much more relaxing, I think, if England fans, and indeed if, if everybody else just wants to take a step back and look at this and go, oh well maybe it was because of a toss decision here maybe it was mm. because of a poor selection there maybe it was because of a tickle mm. down the leg side Oh that umpire's call oh. on leg stump that wasn't given, oh. you know. And, yeah, and sometimes you can have three or four of those in one game and you know, England have had some what you might term unlucky dismissals inside edges, you know, Darren Milan's been out a couple of times like that, Joe Root called it leg slips, a weird one isn't it but the thing is, they've gone way beyond bad luck mm. into sort of designed shitness. It's uh, it's remarkable. It's it's almost like the Sinclair C5. It's like taken like years and years of hard work to make this happen, and uh, and maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> they have taken years and years, and they're all a bit too toothless and over the hill, or or they're all just playing very badly all at once. Everybody's going to speculate and go, it must be something in the camp. Mm. There must be a virus of unpleasantness or they all yeah. can't stand each other. Or The god Poseidon has cursed them and is persecuting them through 10 years of trying to return home. Exactly. And it's all those things. And, and I guess that's the fun of it because, uh, as I was alluding to earlier, nobody can make any sense mm. of it. You can't. You look down that side... The only only country ever to have the 50 over and 20 over World Cups at the same time. So inspirational was that that poor old Tim Wigmore and Matt Roller wrote a book about how brilliant this was to come out on the eve of this World Cup, the sales of which will unjustifiably be plummeting. It's a really good book, incidentally. But the players that are in those 
those teams variously, the likes of Joe Root, Josh Butler, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes. I, I never thought he should have been selected, but it's still it's Ben Stokes, Mark Wood, Adil Rashid, Moeen Ali. These are guys that go down in English white ball folklore, a country that since 1992, before that they were pretty decent actually, limited those cricket, but since 1992 have redefined shitness. Well, the best players that they've ever produced have said, hang on a minute, don't let these guys have all that legacy. We need to be able to redefine greatness and shitness together. Mm. And that is an amazing achievement. And, and I say this with, uh, with warmth because um, I think whether you're English or not, it's been marvellous watching that England team from 2015 to 2022 being remarkable and brilliant and superb and watching those players be brilliant. And, you know, I don't take delight in it all going mm. tits up. But at the same time, from a purely theoretical point of view, from a kind of academic point of view, it's one of the most perplexing collapses in sporting history. And people will look at this. The nearest I think I saw on Twitter to anyone getting to it was France in 2002, where the defending champions didn't score a single goal. Mm. And wasn't there lots of rumbling that there was, you know, there were, there were different camps within the camps and the cliques and players doing this, mm -hmm. that and the other. And people will leap to that um, because they can't find any other explanation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know because I'm not in that camp. It might be true. It seems like a simple explanation to yep. me. Um, I imagine there might be a simpler explanation, mm -hmm. which is they're all playing very, very badly simultaneously. <laughs> And the angry god of the ocean can't rule that out. I mean, if ah, Joss Butler thinks this is bad, wait till he sees the rest of his team get killed and eaten by an angry giant, because that's coming before they get home. He's the only one who's going to make it back. Um, let's run through the game. So India get asked to bat first, out of their comfort zone, lay into the bowling early. Rohit Sharma smashes David Willey for 18 in and over, couple of sixes. Every Rohit Sharma innings is the same. He just starts and he does those couple of big ones down the ground. The one over midwicket, the flick off the pads, a few sixes in there. We you all know, purr. We yeah. purr. You go, ooh, that's good. Makes a half century, sort of slows down a bit. Well, he had to slow down a bit because they started losing wickets. Chris Wokes finally bowls a good spell, really tight spell. Bowls Shubman Gill coming back through the gate, gets Treyas, Treyas Iyer off the top edge a little later. In between those times, Virat Kohli out for a duck. Um, David Willey gets him slapping the ball to mid-off. So they were, that 35 from the power play after 18 from an over before the first wicket fell, which is pretty extraordinary in itself. 17 off the other yeah. nine is weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. deeply weird. Um, but they kind of had to you know, rein it in after Coley fell particularly, just to make sure that, that they could establish things. And Shreyas falls just after the power play. So, you know, Rohit Sharma just plays it calmly and sensibly with Kale Rahul, who's kind of the, you know, he's the fire blanket for this Indian side when something's going wrong and they deploy Kale Rahul like they did against Australia. Um, they put on 71 together and, and bat for quite a long time. Eventually, David Willey breaks that partnership as well. Kale Rahul gets top edge, caught inside the circle. Um, and then, you know, and Rohit Sharma slows down really hard after that. So he gets a single just after that wicket, goes to 80, and then in the next six overs makes seven runs. Mm. And he's eventually out. Um, top edging Rashid out to deep mid wicket where Livingston runs in and takes the catch and, and you know, digs a hole to China with his knee as he's, as he's sort of seen a lot of those holes to China yeah. by the way there was one the other day when, when the South African fielder the, the hole was so big he, was, he, he picked up the divot before he picked up the ball to throw it back which was yeah, I he get was worried that. he'd fall in well I kind of get that because these divots are so large you think I need to sort that out first rather than actually field the ball <laughs> 
Um, yeah, was it was it Clarkson who did that? I'm, I'm trying so. to remember who did that the other day. So at that point, they're 165 for five. Jadeja's at LBW not long after that to Rashid. Shami nicks Mark Wood, 183 for seven. I mean, even the fact that they get to 229 is you know, down to uh, Siri Kamayadov playing one of those De Villiers second name check for him, pick up flicks over fine leg and um, plays a few good shots and eventually toe ends a cutout to the deep on 49 and Jasper Boomer smashes a few in, in Boomer style. So 229 for nine. Um, and that should be enough. And then Milan, Bairstow, start off none for 30 from 28 balls and then two in two. They end up losing four wickets for the next nine runs across the space of 20 deliveries. Um, sorry, 26 balls to lose four for nine. Milan chops on. Um, Bairstow chops on a little later. Joe Root's out, first ball, LBW. People were grumbling about the fact that there was a tiny little flicker on the ultra edge oh, and no. maybe he'd got an inside edge. I mean, that was just background noise. But even if he did nick that, it was the faintest. Like, you, you were still morally out if we <laughs> want to talk morally yes. anything. Oh, God, yes. I mean, he was out. But, but that has, I think, been more of a problem if we're trying to find reasons for what's gone wrong mm-hmm. is that Joe Root has, throughout England's 50-over advance, been an incredibly reliable source of steady runs at a, at a pretty decent strike rate, you know, 87, 88. And this run chase was absolutely made for him. Mm. But Boomer is a terrifically good bowler. And, you know, th- w- there will be some dismissals we will come to, one of which I'm saving for my Hall of Fame because it's so extraordinary, um, where you do think, you know, the, the batting here is muddled thinking. But you face Bobmer and you get a 90 mile per hour ball and it's zeroing in on middle and off. And you can bollock on about his technique and say this and the other. The ball was so close to hitting his bat. He very nearly got away with it against the champion bowler facing his first ball when your feet aren't moving. Uh, And I think we've got to give more than a bit of credit and awe to India's seamers because we've seen them do this a bit in this tournament already. It's not a surprise. Uh, Shami coming in, the Hardik Pandya situation is clarified for India what their best bowling attack is and having Shami Siraj Bumrah in it is kind of terrifying. I mean, we saw them against New Zealand in Dharamshala and New Zealand were on course for 320 and at the death, you just couldn't get them away. I mean, it was the accuracy. Their plans were just superb and Shami, I know you're going to want to talk about him. He makes an enormous difference. The, The thing is here that... New Zealand were trying to score at 9, 10 and over in the last 10 and only managed to score at 6.5, 7 and over. All England needed to do was score at 3.5 actually and just sit in, you know, just sit in at 3.5, 4 and they couldn't do that. They were being bowled out, um, sometimes by clueless shots, but mostly by really excellent bowling as well. So you, you've got to take your hat off to them. They look formidable. Yeah, so Shami, the one that, that cuts back a long way off the seam, and you will talk about Stokes later, but he gets cleaned up by that one. Shami ends up with four. He, at this point in time, his strike rate, bowling strike rate in World Cups is 16.9. 16.9 deliveries per wicket, which is the best strike rate of all time for anyone with 15 wickets or more in World Cups. He's... It is extraordinary to me that he was left out for the first few games. I, and I know they wanted to try to strengthen the batting a little bit and have Shadal Tucker in there, but come on, you have to play Mohamed Shami. And, and, and you know, the only problem with their pace trio is that Siraj is bad in the field because he lets Butler get a boundary that he fumbles through his legs, and that's the only thing that goes right for England in that period. They scored three runs from 20 balls at one stage in amongst that four for four off four wickets of 26 balls, and then it's 52 for five when Butler misses the one from Kuldeep Yadav. This one, I know people will look at that and say, oh, yeah, shit shot and, and whatever. 
I think there's some alibi for that because that was short enough that you think I'm playing a cross bat shot to that or I need to get on the back foot to that. He couldn't have got on the front foot to that ball. So he goes back and maybe he doesn't need to go back and try to flay it through the offside. Maybe he just needs to go back and try to defuse it. Or um, not ra- get out to it. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's the criticism that, that people will be looking at that and going, and it's hard because England have been accused of being timid. Sure. So you've got to attack, but also attack. don't play attacking shots. Correct. Yeah. So they're kind of caught between two stools, which is of their own making because that's what happens when you lose matches, and so your brain gets a little bit melty. But and it does turn an incredibly long way. But his bat is sort of playing for a ball that's turned a bit mm. to whack it through the offside rather than to just watch the shit off it off the pitch. Yeah. And uh, I think there wasn't quite that level of caution that's required. When you've got a small run chase, I keep saying it, you know, the required rate at that stage is about five and a bit. And everybody knows Josh Butler, probably better than anyone, what Josh Butler, and why am I mm. talking about him in the third person? I don't know what he can do when he's in so the priority here is to get in mm. and that's the, that's where the muddled thinking yeah. was visible in in pretty much all of england's batting really yeah so that one cleans him up he's he loses his stumps to that yes, and, and talk about sorry you you, you yeah you, well, do you want to do better because i know you openly guffawed when it happened well only because i said i mean they bowled a couple outside <laughs> outside of something and i said well you could just bowl at the stumps because he'll he'll lose his stumps okay well one more just outside the line of off and he chopped it back on i mean he got out to mitchell stark like that twice in the one test match during the ashes he is he's the world's biggest candidate for chopping back on he will go with hard hands with an angled bat outside the off stump and yep sometimes the ball scorches away to the boundary and you can write it off as you know fail the way that you want to succeed and all the rest of it but it's just there are so many times that it's either um, the ball's full at the stumps and middle stumps out of the ground or he's chopping it back on off his inside edge and, and it just you know it just came up at the perfect yeah. time where I said I th- this is the way he's going to get out and, and off he went and it wasn't unlucky because you know he was it was a lurchy innings from Bairstow and, and I say this again as a, as a man who has watched a lot of Johnny Bairstow being truly extraordinary, playing some incredible innings in white ball cricket, as well as Rebel, and being in the form of his life until he broke his leg. But his whole innings was lurchy. Mm. I mean, he came at it barrel-chested, aggressively, mm. wanting his whole body to attack the ball. I mean, I don't can't think of a ball that came off the middle of his bat. It came off a sort of bat that kept on twisting in his hands. Uh, and so, obviously, chopping on... It's likely to happen when you do that because you're playing with an angle bat. <laughs> These things are not surprising. You did predict it. It did happen. You did guffaw. And I was kind of guffawing behind you. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and I know it, it's not, we're not taking, not taking a gl- no. joy in, in watching no. a, a team be terrible. But you also have to take some joy in watching a team play really well. And that's what India are doing. Mm. That fast bowling attack. I mean, the way that Joyful. the way that they go about things. Shami nicks off Moeen, uh, bowls Adil Rashid a little later in the innings. Livingston's stumped off Cool Deep because why not? LBW, you know? wasn't he? Oh, sorry, Livingston's the one who's, who's LBW. 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 And, and it's Wokes. Wokes who stumped, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I'm getting it mixed up because there are so many dismissals. Mark Wood, yeah. first bowler, bowled by Boomerad, the perfect Yorker to finish it off. It just felt like such an exclamation mark on the end of that inning. It's not that the sentence had much exclamation for England, but for India, it was, ha-ha, here we are, we have finished you. I have thrust my sword through your Bahat, which is still beating now, but shortly will cease. You know, there was something very swordsman-like about seeing the stumps detonate at the end. And for India, you know, because obviously we're focusing on England, because their collapse is more dramatic than India winning another cricket match at home. Mm. But 
they answered some questions as the press are wont to say which is how will you how will you go batting first and mm. the answer is not that well yeah. if you do get the chance put yeah. them in yep. but don't think that you've done it just because you've kept them to i mean i think better sides will We'll get two thirty, okay, but a lot of sides would be struggling against fast bowling of that quality. Yeah, and if and if that target's two seventy, two eighty, mm. then it really will be difficult because that bowling attack looks as a unit. To me, I mean, and there's some stiff competition yep. in this World Cup. If it wasn't for Stark's loss of form at the moment, I put Australia up there. I think um, the New Zealanders would have been up there, but Ferguson's got a little bit of an injury. Mm. I think South Africa have got. That kind of a unit, but yep. I think India are just they're they're different gravy at the moment. So if we look at uh, the table, and we have the chat as well about the Champions League qualification oh, yes. places for 2025, which will go to the top eight finishers here, which means that uh, quite feasibly, Afghanistan and Netherlands could qualify for that Champions Trophy. Well, they've got to play each other. Yeah. So one of those sides is going to win three games. One of those uh, sides is guaranteed three wins. And and so England would have to get at least two wins. Two out of their last three. And a vastly improved net run rate, yeah. at least, to get past one of those. Yeah. And England have got to play the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and I don't think they should be confident about beating them. <laughs> yeah. So if Afghanistan beat the Netherlands and Netherlands beat England, well, I mean, if Netherlands beat England, then England would be bottom anyway. Um, I, I don't know how much at the moment they're even thinking about that. Um, there'll be some there'll, there'll be some organisations in England to be thinking, well, that saves me some money on rights for the for the... 2025 Pakistan Champions Trophy if it happens. Let's be honest, it's going to get cancelled anyway because it's in Pakistan. If England aren't going and and India will probably refuse to go, then uh, the chances of the tournament actually proceeding pretty slim. But in theory, people are also saying mathematically England can still qualify if they win three, they go to eight points and either Australia or New Zealand lose all of their remaining games so badly that the net run rate turns around. So that is possible and that probably should be an entry for the final word. Hall of Fame. This is the Hall of Fame, where we look at the most final word moments of the day. It's brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City, where kids eat free uh, during half term if the World Cup is giving you the urge for international cuisine like we're sampling as we travel around India. Daniel and I, uh, you can go to Bindas Eatery, you can go to family favourites like Bill's. There's an eatery option for every type of England dismissal. Whatever it is that you want, you can find it there. Uh, No better place for a half term day out. That's Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Hall of Fame, I like the fact that Virat Kohli and Joe Root, if you ran a book on that this morning um, at the game, how many runs would they make between them today? Zero would have probably had a pretty uh, pretty long price. Yeah, I, I mean, if you do a spread bet on that, you make an enormous amount of money, don't you? Uh, I think the pitch- Well, you lose an enormous <laughs> amount of money because you lose all your other, other bets. Yeah, I guess so. It kind of depends where you've, where you've laid the spread. It was bizarre, wasn't it, that? I mean, for Cody to get a duck against the currently the worst performing side... Mm-hmm. Uh, is the biggest surprise, I think, than yep. Joe Root getting out to a Jasprit Bumrah Thunderbolt. Uh, but it was, yeah, I think that's Hall of Fame worthy. Um, Warner, Rowett and Coley all have three group games to go now and they're all within 40 runs of one another for the most, uh, not the most runs, but runs in World Cups. So they're, they're fourth, fifth and sixth on that list at the moment. Who's Ravindra? And, uh, well, he's not there yet because he's only played five oh, innings okay, so mean, sorry, across all World Cups. Across, right, sorry, yes, I see. Yes. So all time, they're, they're sitting in behind Sangakara, Ponting, Tendulkar and trying to catch up to those three and that is going to be a hot contest over the next little while. Warner's still top because uh, he went ahead and, and neither of them went past him today. Um, talked about Shami's strike rate. I, we should let you get to Ben Stokes now. Yeah, he's my Hall of Famer. Um, 
because of course he's been brought into the side because he's not played any one day international cricket for a while and I think England needed that fresh approach uh, just to just to liven up mm. the side, so getting somebody who's uh, completely unacclimatized to fifty-over cricket was ideal. With the knees of a seventy-year-old. With the knees of a seventy-year-old who could probably have done with an operation before coming back out to India for a five-test series, of which he is the captain. But um, they've got him in uh, for just precisely these these really important mm. moments. And steady the ship, steady the ship, and he certainly did. He he hung around for was ten it? balls, ten balls, um, just playing himself in. And uh, because there hadn't been a run for a couple of overs, you could see him getting a bit twitchy. And so he chose a full delivery from Mohamed Shami to expose all three stumps and play a shot that I've seen the replay of it six times now. And I genuinely can't work out whether he's trying to cut it through extra cover, strapple it through mid on or pull it over deep mid wicket. But whatever shot it was, it was off the back foot with all of his stumps exposed to a ball that he could probably have straight driven, pushed it back past the bowler if he stayed where he was and picked up a run. Um, it is up there with the worst shot I've ever seen in my life, which is still Shannon Gabriel against Pakistan at the end of the famous why did he do that yeah. test match. But it's still confounding and bewildering. I urge you to go and watch it. And from anywhere you can see it on the BBC Sport website and app on the in-play clips and highlights, of course, or, or <laughs> anywhere else, any of your good stockists. Um, take a look at it. Somebody tell me what the hell shot he's trying to play. Where was he imagining hitting the ball? Because I don't think I know. That's a Hall of Famer for me. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm with that. I would defend Shannon Gabriel because he had everybody around the bat. And I think his logic was, if I hit this really hard, it'll go somewhere. If I try to defend this, someone's going to catch it. I think there was a thought process there. I don't know if there was a thought process tonight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm inverting those in the ranking. And my last one was a little comment from Harsha Bogle during the 40th over of the first innings, when uh, when a ball was fumbled by Joss Butler and went through for a couple of extras. And he said, oh, there haven't been many extras today. That's something to be proud of for England. No wides. Something to be proud of, England. Take that one home with. Pop that in your back pocket and take it home. No wides until the 40th over. That one wasn't a wide either. I don't, maybe they got through the whole innings without a wide. Something to be proud of. This has been the final word. World Cup Daily, Day 25. Jeff Lemon and Daniel Norcross brought to you by Westfield, London and Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Uh, if you like what we're doing, patron.com slash the final word is the place where we're hanging out on the internet. We'll be back with you for Day 26 when someone's playing somebody. Uh, we're going somewhere to watch another game. You can find the schedule. You're on the internet. We'll see you later. Sorry if I ran out to empty both this, so you know what I meant here. I had to get-